Radio. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsy and Dave. G'day everyone, thanks for tuning into The Journey. I'm Dodsy. And I'm Dave. Great to be back with you once again, Grant. Well, we've got a great show lined up, ready to go this week. We've got some new inputs from a couple of new presenters on the journey, Grant. Mm. Sam Clear and Marilyn Rodriguez. Oh, mate, that is right, Dave. I can't wait to hear what they've got to say this week. Now, Sam Clear, an amazing guy. He's an engineer, he's a sportsman, he's a youth minister, a real action man. And he walked around the world. That's right, around the whole world, Dave. That was a couple of years ago now. And he's on this adventure he called Walk for One, a walk for Christian unity. And he's going to do his first segment for us on the journey. I've been lucky enough to meet Sam in the past. Great guy. Anyway, Dodsey, to add to that, another new segment called The Peaceful Parent. And this is by Marilyn Rodriguez. Mm. Marilyn's been writing for the Catholic Weekly in Sydney for a number of years now with a column Mm. called Pitter Patter, sharing her experiences of being a mum. And we are just so proud that she's coming on board with The Journey Mm. Grant. She'll be sharing her wisdom on the airwaves, and that'll be with all of us. Mate, she's a great woman, and look, it's going to be a ripper, actually. Look, today's show, great music, inputs from our regular guests with all of the life-giving tips that the journey is famous for. What's news, Dave? Well, plenty of news, Dodsy. I'm sure that everyone listening has been shocked by the goings-on in the Ukraine. Certainly, that is a situation that all Christians around the world Mm. need to be praying about, asking God to intervene to bring about peace. Yeah, true enough, Dave. Look, but a bit closer to home, Cardinal Pell's been given a new role by the Vatican, meaning that Pope Francis will be looking to replace him after his 14 years there in the Archdiocese of Sydney. So we'll all be praying that the Spirit of God will guide him in that decision-making process. Yeah, true, Dodsey. And in the midst of all of that, we've entered the season of Lent, Mm. which is a very special time in the church year, as Bishop Peter Ingham explained for us when we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Check this out, Dave. Here's Bishop Peter Ingham with this week's Gospel Reflection, the first for the season of Lent. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. In the Gospel today, Jesus says, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. When you and I are faced with temptations and difficulties, we yearn for answers to our troubles. What we don't realise enough is that usually the answers come in the day-to-day events and in our relationships with others. These ordinary experiences have a way of showing us the deep work of God in our life. What I mean is that sometimes God takes us into the wilderness to teach us, not the Simpson Desert, but the dry or wilderness-like places that are within you and me. And we shouldn't fear the wilderness or the desert because it's there that you and I can become conscious of God's inspiration like never before. One parishioner told me that several years ago she was caring for her mother who had Alzheimer's. And if you're familiar with that disease, you know it's a 24-7 job. And she was becoming worn out and, and feeling she couldn't any longer care for her mother. And one day, as she was taking Mum down the front steps on their way to her doctor's appointment, Mum tripped and both of them almost fell. In desperation, she said to herself, God, how much longer must I do this? It was then that she became conscious of a different idea. It wasn't God saying, Kay, what a wonderful daughter you are, or Kay, you're a great example for Christian women. All she heard was, what did you learn from this? And she said as she reflected deeper, she began to understand that faith 
is less the questions we have for God, but more about the questions God has for us. Satan will always try to knock us off our foundation in Christ, and there seems to be no end to his attempts to discourage us and trap us in our fears and weaknesses so that we won't bother to pray or to reach out to others. The early follower of St. Francis, Bonaventure, a saintly man himself, once said, we're always in school and it's always kindergarten. I guess we all have a long way to go before we can graduate because we don't live by bread alone. We live by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. This is Bishop Peter Ingham, the Catholic Bishop of Wollongong. We need to remember that we're not doing our Lenten journey all on our own. The Lord is with us. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. You've no doubt heard the wonderful story of good King Wenceslas, that lovely king who one day sat down to his Christmas dinner and as he did was accosted, surprised by the presence of his page. The little boy said to him, Sire, sire, there's someone down the road. They're sick, they're hungry, and they've got no fuel for a fire. The king immediately put down his fork, or spoon as it was then, and said, My boy, I will not rest until we've attended to this. Come with me. So out into the snow they went, laden up with everything they could think of. As they were walking through the snow, the king turned around and noticed that his little page was having a lot of trouble getting through the snow. And he said to him, You're cold, my boy. Walk in my footsteps. It'll be warmer. And that's what the page did. Everything tells us about God and so does that. You and I will find the journey through life a lot warmer if we walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, if we walk in the footsteps of his word, the word that says, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, the word that says, see those birds up there? They're sold in the market for a penny. Aren't you worth more than those? Aren't you worth more than many sparrows? You know, the word that says, friend, your sins are forgiven. The word that says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. Father, I want them to be with me. They're the kind of words that make us warm. And they're as easy to access as anything there is. We simply open up the scriptures and there they are. Hey, let's, let's this week walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. You'll be amazed at where it takes you. We just heard from Sister Hilda from the beautiful Jamboree Abbey with a great message, Walking in the Footsteps of Jesus. She is fantastic. I've been lucky enough to meet her in person. Love having her on the show every week, Grant. Yep, Dave, she's awesome, mate. Look, now as many people would know, yesterday was International Women's Day which was a global celebration of the economic, political and social achievements of women in the past, the present and into the future. Now, the theme this year is ending poverty for women and girls through economic empowerment. 
Now, Pope Francis has already had as a feature of his time in charge of the world's biggest church consistent calls for generosity throughout the Christian world to end poverty. And in our own country, Project Compassion, this Lent, is calling on Australian Catholics to do just that in the almsgiving that's part of this season. And I know, Dave, that many of the Christian churches do something very similar and with similar aims in mind. 100% correct, Odsie. In launching this year's Project Compassion Appeal in Australia, Caritas has referred to Pope Francis's assertion that men and women of all times and all places desire a full and beautiful life. To have life and have it to the full is to live a life free from conflict, poverty and injustice, a life with equal access to food, water, education, healthcare and shelter, Dodsey, mm. a life of peace and of dignity. Project Compassion 2014 celebrates our shared desire for a full and beautiful life. You can help break cycles of poverty and fortify vulnerable communities with what they need to feel secure in the surroundings of home. So, around the country, in Catholic parishes and schools, please get behind the Project Compassion Appeal. And in so many other Christian denominations, similar things are happening, Grant, to allow Christians to generously support the neediest people right around the globe. Mate, it is such a worthy cause, and it actually brings music to my ears. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Wherever you are, be all there. This is one of my favourite quotes and is attributed to a well-known missionary, Jim Elliott. It has made its presence strongly known in many contemporary reflections, spiritualities, methods of prayer, often taking the name of mindfulness, presence, flow and things like this. However, its essence has strong connections to the life and rule of St. Benedict. Either way, the fruit of cultivating this gift in our life leads to fullness of life, freedom, an absence of doubt and fear, groundedness, centeredness and awareness. Being in the moment is based on the concept of simply doing one thing. Many of us value being able to multitask, and at times this may be necessary. However, circumstances can be transformed if we focus on the task, the situation, the decision, the conversation at hand as it unfolds. Aim today to do just one thing at a time. If you're driving to work, just drive. Take notice of the things around you, the new house being built, the playground that's unoccupied, the tree that was cut down. If you're lifting weights, take notice of how your body moves through the process. What muscles are being engaged? What pain, if any, is speaking to you? Give yourself some extra time before a meeting, even an extra 10 minutes travel, to gather your thoughts and avoid rushing. One of my favourite quotes suggests, if you are rushing from one thing to another, you're doing too much. Choose to slow down today and do what counts. These may seem like silly things to consider, but it helps us to focus on what's necessary and not to overburden our mind, body and heart. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. As usual, great little input for us all on being present in the moment. Yeah, now our interviews this week with two of our presenters, Francine and Byron Parola. It's run before, but it's a good explanation for our many new listeners to the journey about their area of expertise. Of course, it's marriage and what they aim to bring to the journey each week. So let's have a listen to that interview our producer Jude Hennessy did with Francine and Byron Parola. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. 
I'm here with Francine and Byron Parola, who listeners to The Journey will know are regular presenters in their segment Smart Loving on the program. Hi Francine and Byron, thanks for being here. It's great to be able to interview you for the listeners. Oh, thanks Jude. It's a real pleasure to be here. It's a great privilege and we've so much enjoyed making uh, the radio spots. It's a a new adventure for us and it's been a great uh, experience so far. Now you two are really well known around Australia and indeed around the world for your smart loving ministry and work with married couples and engaged couples. But before we delve into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to meet your family, your kids, etc.? Uh, oh, Jude, our story is a bit of a boy and girl next door story. We grew up in the same uh, Catholic parish in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, and uh, our families were very involved together, um, all brothers and sisters in, in a parish uh, national youth group called Antioch. Um, so we started dating um, when I was a, uh, still in my teens. Byron was in his 20s. Um, he's six years older than I am, and in, within a year and a half we were engaged and preparing to be married. We're now celebrating this year our 25th wedding anniversary and it's been a great journey. We've um, enjoyed parenting our five children and um, are looking forward to what the future holds for us, hopefully maybe some grandchildren. One day. One day. <laughs> what a great story. Thanks for thanks for sharing some of that with us. Listen, I know you guys are passionate about people having good marriages. How come? Why are good marriages so important to you two? Jude, we have seen the devastation firsthand when a relationship or a marriage breaks down. It affects not just the couple and their children, but their entire family and the community around them. And we notice even within our own children, even though they've never been directly impacted, um, as in the immediate family, by a divorce, um, obviously, but even just the fact that they're living in a culture where their friends are um, parents are getting divorced, that undermines their sense of confidence in their own family situation. So this is not just a concern for individual marriages. This is a concern for the whole community, and we're really passionate about trying to help families um, maintain their integrity and their unity. I've, it's interesting. I've never met a, um, a couple who intend to be married who intend to get divorced, and yet we know about a third of marriages actually end in, in uh, divorce. So the real question is, if nobody wants this outcome, why is it so common? And I think uh, our our understanding of it is, uh, with you know twenty plus years of work in the marriage area, most divorces are actually avoidable. We're not talking about you know terrible violent relationships. We're just talking about a, a marriage that drifts. And so, if most people spend most of their adult life married, then surely as uh, a culture and as individuals, we want our marriages to work, and we think it's possible. Your segment each week is called Smart Loving. It's a great name. What is Smart Loving and what's your broader work all about? Smart Loving comes from um, the sort of 20-odd years we've worked in marriage and we've been just refining and refining the insights and the messages that we've learned from other people. Really, when it comes down to it, the trick to making a marriage work is to love each other not the way we most comfortably like to be loved, but rather the way the other person likes to be loved. We all have different love languages. We all react differently to different gestures. And the trick of marriage, because it's a relationship where we're orientated towards the other, is to love that person the way they most like to be loved and the way they most powerfully experience love, not necessarily the way we do. And that's what smart loving is about. It's about being smart about the way we love each other to make the journey of love easy. So what are some of the things that listeners can expect to hear from you as part of your your weekly segment on the journey? 
Well, Jude, we've got a whole bunch of practical tips, simple frameworks and insights into men and women and their relationships that we are going to be sharing with your listeners. Um, over 20 years, we've accumulated lots of great little um, sound bites and words of wisdom that we've collected, not just from our own experience, but from the wisdom of other people and other um, experts who work in the field. So we'll be sharing those um, little bit by little bit over the coming weeks. Francine and Byron, I can't thank you enough for the way you've embraced being part of the, the weekly content of the program with your Smart Loving segment. Thanks for taking some time out to speak with us on the journey. Jude, absolutely pleasure to be here and we wish you all the best in the, in the program you're running. It's fantastic what you're doing. Good luck with it. Yeah, thank you, Jude. It's a great honour to be here. Well, that was great to hear that interview again, Grant. You know, we are really so lucky to have them on the show each week as they are in such high demand as speakers in Australia on marriage, actually, indeed, right around the world. Absolutely, Dave. And we'll hear from them in their segment later in the show, as well as Sam Clear and my mate Marilyn Rodriguez for the first time. Now, I'm really interested to hear what they've got to say, actually. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. If you're a parent, I'm sure you can picture this. Mum stands at the kitchen bench in her pyjamas with hair awry and bloodshot eyes. She's packing school lunchboxes while barking out instructions to the children. Her mind is racing through everything she has to do, really more than can fit in one day. They're already running late. A fight breaks out among the children. They're screaming, arguing and jaw slamming. Then you guessed it, Mum loses it. Now everyone is in trouble and upset. And the day never really gets back on track. It's as though the opportunity for a peaceful, love-filled day has been lost before it's even begun. A 20th century philosopher named Edith Stein, who later became known as Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, wrote beautifully on how to start each day on the right foot, and I think it especially applies to anyone wanting to be a peaceful parent. This is what she said, The duties and cares of the day ahead crowd about us when we wake in the morning. Now arises the uneasy question. How can all this be accommodated in one day? When will I do this? When that? How shall I start on this and that? Thus agitated, we would like to run around and rush forth. We must then take the reins in and say, Take it easy. Not any of this may touch me now. My first morning's hour belongs to the Lord. I will tackle the day's work which he charges me with, and he will give me the power to accomplish it. The great writer C.S. Lewis similarly pointed out that the most important moment for a Christian is upon waking each morning. Then, he says, All your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals, and the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back, in listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. Giving some space for God's perspective to come flowing in before I stamp the day with all of my wishes and frettings, makes a huge difference to how I face my children in the morning. Some parents may find it very hard to arise before their children for some quiet prayer or spiritual reading, but just a few moments spent with Jesus can make a huge difference in enabling us to tackle those busy school mornings with grace rather than with angst. This is Marilyn Rodriguez. Let us pray for each other for peaceful mornings. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. 
It sounds so romantic. Destiny has each of us perfectly matched with the one. All we need to do is find that special soulmate and bliss will surely follow. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving and today we're talking about the soulmate quest. We were talking recently with a young man who'd been living with his girlfriend for over five years. She was getting impatient. I'm not sure she's the one, he said. What if someone else comes along? His words betrayed him. He was living with this woman for five years, but he was still in the market looking for a better offer. He was still holding out for something better. The one. The soulmate quest has become somewhat of an obsession in our culture. Singles hold out for it, Hollywood gets rich on it, and disillusioned couples abandon perfectly normal marriages for it. The truth is, the soulmate quest is more myth than reality, and holding on to this myth will actually undermine your relationship. The soulmate quest implies that sustaining a successful relationship is effortless. Find the right person and everlasting happiness will follow. Yet no relationship can survive along without active investment. True love is about giving rather than getting. The implication of the soulmate quest is that the other person is expected to be my everything. People expect their soulmate to meet their every need, to be their best friend, an ideal lover, a healer, a dedicated cheer squad for their personal development and a companion for their every interest. It's an impossible job description and a nightmare for anyone foolish enough to think they can fulfil it. Soulmate seekers are far too quick to pass over perfectly good marriage prospects or give up on a perfectly normal marriage for the fallacy that there must be someone else out there who is the one. Take a reality check. Put the soulmate fantasy aside and start living the real relationships you have instead of wishing upon a star for something that does not exist. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more tips on relationships, visit smartloving.org. The Journey with Dodzy and Dave. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodzy from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Byron and Francine Parola with their tips for smart loving. Yeah, great message from those guys. And as promised, we also had our Peaceful Parents segment from Marilyn Rodriguez. Coming up, Sam Clear. He's the bloke who walked around the world for Christian unity with his first ever segment on the journey called Walking the Walk. Really looking forward to that. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to the journey. Hi, I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. Between 2006 and 2008, I walked 15,500 kilometres around the world while praying for the unity of Christians. Now, as extreme as that may sound, I simply stopped in every church that I passed and invited them to at least join in praying for the broken body of Christ. I started walking in Brazil, and nine months later, while crossing the USA, I learned a very important lesson from a Pentecostal minister. She found out that I was a Catholic and said tentatively, Sam, I was once a Catholic and I was married to an alcoholic and abusive man. When I plucked up the courage to ask for help from my parish priest, he just slapped me on the back and said, don't worry, just pray about it, you'll be okay. And he walked off. She continued saying, I never stepped foot inside a Catholic church again. But I met some Pentecostals and they helped me to put my life back together. I'm now a minister in our church. She then asked me, how can the church teach such a thing? I simply apologised to her and said, that isn't what the church teaches. 
You just had a priest who didn't care. I'm so sorry that you were abandoned. I'm just glad that you found help and that your faith has been able to grow. She smiled and said, Sam, God moves in mysterious ways. And she hugged me. Often the wounds in the church are not our fault, but that doesn't stop us from being capable of bringing God's healing love to the situation. Her Pentecostal friends had loved her back into the fullness of life, and through my simple apology, years of disdain vanished. If we're going to walk the walk, at times we'll need to be prepared to ask for forgiveness, not just for our own wrongdoings, but for those around us. When we pray, if we aren't already, can I challenge you to continue Jesus' prayer from John 17:23, that all people of faith would be united completely so that the world would see that the Father has loved us as he's loved the Son. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the journey, go to walkforone.com. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Walking the walk with Sam Clear. He sure can spin a yarn that has meaning. But I guess if you've walked around the world for Christian unity, <laughs> then you probably have a few stories to tell, Grant. Mate, you could fill a book, Dave. <laughs> Great to have Sam on the show, and he'll be contributing regularly for us. Thanks for listening into The Journey, by the way. And again, a big cheerio to all our new listeners in and around the country, and especially to listeners in Gibbsland, the Illawarra and Albury Wodonga. Thanks for all your great feedback on our Facebook page too. And hello to Peter Pepper from Port Kembla. Now just look for the Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. Great music, interviews and inputs from all our awesome presenters. Yep, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Sister Hilda with her wisdom from the Abbey. Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey. The Parolas, they'll keep us up to date with their marriage tips in their smart, loving segment. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. And remember... Have yourselves a great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop.